I'm definitely much more upbeat, um, very much more optimistic, happier. And so that kind of makes it like, oh, well, you know, I'm optimistic about the next step or the next project at work or how we're going to progress as a family or try do trying new things with the kids. You know, it's like now I can see that I can do that stuff because I've made all these changes. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. And boy, do we have an amazing episode for you today because we are joined by one of our very own Fit Father brothers, Steve Panushik. Steve is 46 years young, and he's a busy dad. He has his wife, and he has two kids at home that are both under three years old. And as you're going to hear, Steve basically has a super busy life, and he's been needing to find a way to be able to lose weight. And lose weight, he did. Since joining in December and getting very serious at the end of the year after a health scare with his family that Steve will tell you about, he's dropped basically 50 pounds using this program. He's exercising regularly. His food choices have changed. His wife is so inspired that she's starting to follow fit mother. He has energy to carry his kids around and and he just has such a more positive outlook on life. And Steve's story in many respects is so similar to the stories of a lot of guys who come on here. You know, having a deep reason to want to get healthy, getting healthy and seeing benefits in all areas of his life. And it's important to listen to this one in particular because Steve shares his heart about what's actually been able to make things work for him in spite of having a really busy family, like how he gets his workouts in, what he does with nutrition to make it really convenient. And also in the process of losing the 50 pounds, he's doing different stuff now as he's progressed through the phases than he was when he started with his first apex in the first 30 days of phase one. And at the end, I asked Steve for a little bit of wisdom and some of the best advice he gives. And his answer was very powerful, at least for me. So I hope you tune into the end to listen to that because I think it could shape your perspective over this upcoming week and some of the actions you take to do more good in the world. Without further ado, let's get into another episode with Fit Father Steve. All right, Steve, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you very much. So to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the guys that are listening, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and your family. Uh, my name is Steve Panushek. I'm 46 years old. I live in Woodstock, Vermont. Um, I have, well, I'm married to my wife, Courtney, and we have two small kids. Uh, Mara, my daughter, is three and a half, and Miles, my son, is just turned two last month, so kind of crazy busy. Uh, I work at a specialty grocery store here in Woodstock. I've been there for 20, going on 21 years. Um, Yeah, that's a career, man. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes it's a little shocking that I've been there that long, but uh, really enjoy it. I'm the IT manager there. So I take care of the computer systems for the two locations, kind of troubleshoot a lot of stuff. Nice. Yeah. And um, I also know, just because I have the benefit of getting to read, you know, the intake forms that guys write when these podcasts, that you're also an artist. Can yes. you speak into that a little bit? Uh, I've always loved drawing and painting. Uh, when I was about four years old, I had an art teacher who was like, you know, you you could be an artist, and that kind of grabbed my attention. I was like, oh, I could do this for a living. It's not really a living now; it's just my passion. Um, mm-hmm. And so I 
grew up, went off to art school, studied painting at the Maine College of Art up in Portland, Maine. Um, still paints occasionally with two little ones, not as much as I would like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just it's again, it's it's my passion. It's what I really enjoy doing. Um, I just kind of wish I had more time to do it. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. I mean, and that, that's going to be kind of a nice segue into your story of, you know, effectively managing to lose close to 50 pounds at this point, I think 47, while having two kids under three years old, busy job, spouse, and all the other things to take care of. Let's get down to business. You've managed to lose quite a bit of weight. What's the time frame that you've lost close to 50 pounds using this program? Uh, at my heaviest, it was December 27th. Uh, mm -hmm. I weighed 249. Um, and that's the day I decided that I was joining Fit Father. Um, didn't actually kick off the program for another three days or so because I was doing all the, the preliminary work, kind of studying yep. up, doing the initial reading. And so, yeah, in three to four months, 47 pounds. Dang. What does it feel like to have accomplished that? Uh, it feels really, really good. <laughs> um, I am now down to what I was before I got married. Um, I'm wearing clothes I have not worn in six plus years. Um, I'm my energy level is way, way higher. Um, and it's allowed me to really be present and there for my kids. I didn't realize how unhealthy and how much the weight was affecting me until I started losing it. And now it's like, you know, I can, you know, carry my kids on a walk and I'm not getting winded. I'm not like, I used to have like a lot of chronic body pains from the weight and also I didn't exercise. So the, the daily workouts is helping that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I, you know, couldn't actually carry my daughter on a walk for more than like five to 10 minutes without mm -hmm. being like, oh, I have to put you down, honey. Now, you know, the other day she's like, I don't want to walk. So I just picked her up, threw up on my shoulders and carried her for like half a mile. And that felt really, really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that's my most recent NSV, uh, NSV yeah. um, as being able to do that. Or like, you know, yesterday I threw both kids into a wagon and drove, like pulled them for like half a mile up the hill. And I was like, I could not do this or I couldn't even like imagine doing this before. Um, so it's, it feels great. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And I mean, that, like, talk about what Fit Father is all about. You are a fit father now. You have this capacity <laughs> to show up for your kids, and your health is just kind of like positively bleeding into all these other areas of your life. That's amazing to me. And what what's what spurred you to really start to take this more seriously? Like back in December, like what was going on in your mind? What was going on in your life? Like why and did, where'd you find us? Like all the kind of basic. Where'd you how'd you get into this? Okay. Um, how I found you was actually about a year ago. I was, you know, kind of toying with the idea of, oh, I really need to get in shape. I need to, you know, start dieting. And I didn't have the commitment then. I didn't have the big why or like the drive to do it. Um, so I just kind of was doing like little internet searches on like protein powder, changing my diet that way. And I stumbled across the article about heavy metals uh, in protein powders that you wrote a couple of years ago. 
And I read it and I'm like, ooh, this Fit Father project sounds kind of interesting. So I bookmarked it and checked in on it a couple of times, but I still wasn't quite there. Uh, and then in November of this year, of last year, 2022, uh, my dad, who I've always been very close to, had a major health issue. Uh, he spent five plus weeks in the hospital with wow. kidney failure. And it was, I think, pretty much from like Thanksgiving till the new year. Um, so a little bit more than five weeks, actually. And at that time, I was not eating well. I was drinking too much. I wasn't exercising. And I started thinking like, you know, this is my dad. He's, you know, not sure how much longer he's going to be here for me. Yeah. And I've got two little ones and I don't want my kids to have this experience. And that's about the time I weighed myself and I was like, Oh boy, let's do something about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so on December 27th, I weighed myself and I'm pretty sure it was a day later or two days later, I signed up for fit father 30 mm -hmm. and I've been doing it since I joined Fit Father for Life. Um, the and you know just doing it. <laughs> That's really it's a really powerful reflection. I know a lot of guys can listen listen to and relate to. It's so interesting to me how like we can look at our parents and kind of see our potential future, and then we look back at our kids and we see our past, and then how our current situation is either going to support them or not support them. It's it's amazing this generational experience we have as humans and that you were able to turn this around so positively and make it so motivating. I want to ask you, what's it like? So you sign up for the program, you start going through the setup steps. What's that first month like? What were some of the big aha moments as you're going through the setup steps? What was easy? What was hard? Let's talk about that initial phase. Yes. Um, I think the easiest phase for me was actually the meal planning mm -hmm. um, or the, the diet, the eating plan. Um, you know, the perfect plate all of a sudden clicked in my head. I'm like, well, this makes sense. Yeah. I haven't done this before. I've tried other diets in the past that weren't sustainable. So I was like, you know, doing this, I can eat what I like. It's just the proportions. Yep. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Let's do that. Um, and so that became kind of my routine. I talked it over with my wife uh, and she's started doing it. I've actually just, sent her the fit mother nice. program and she's doing the workouts doing the some of the eating plan not not 100 yet but i think she's getting there yeah. <laughs> and so the eating plan was really easy finding time for the workouts at first uh was a challenge mm -hmm. um you know with two small ones i was like okay how am i doing this what time am i waking up to work out or am i trying to rush home from work before the kids come home from daycare. I was, you know, for the first week and a half to two weeks, I actually didn't get like a full workout in. And then I was like, okay, I just need to make the commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, the biggest thing for me was actually the brotherhood on Facebook is, you know, I joined that and I was like, okay, I'm holding myself accountable, but without, anybody else outside of my family 
I don't feel like I have a true accountability. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy to give up on yourself if no one else knows you're trying. Well said. Uh, well said. <laughs> so, you know, if if you have to you know, you share what you're trying to do with somebody, you know, that accountability kind of kicks in. It's like, you know, tell somebody you're trying to do something or your goals. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully they support you in that, but at least they know it and you hold you now have that accountability to that other person mm -hmm. of like, you know, I told you I was going to do this. I'm now going to hold myself accountable for yeah. it. Whereas, you know, holding yourself accountable all the time, you know, we can always make excuses. Well said. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, so. can I, if, I, if you don't mind me adding something, I think there's something like powerful yes. about it creates a different tie to our integrity. Like when we verbalize something and share it with somebody and we're like literally making the spoken word and communicating that shared communication, we're saying, I want to do this, where it's like putting our deep desire in a connection to someone else who obviously holds us accountable, but also we're like, more more is on the line, right? A little more integrity. Like we said, we we're going to do this. It's not just like a closet, deep, dark desire. Now it's like, we kind of breathe some life into it. And um, so how did you, so you use the Brotherhood Facebook group. Did you start to post in there? Uh, yep. I started posting uh, pretty much there, uh, even up to this week, I do weekly posts. Uh, nice. Right now I'm on phase three. Uh, so I do the MFS posts yep. and I try to get at least two a week. Sometimes depending on my schedule, I only get one. Sometimes I get two. Occasionally I can actually get three in um, just because I don't have a lot of time to sit down. Even though my job is sitting at a computer, mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of time to sit down at a computer and post to the Facebook group. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I still post and I've been doing it pretty much since those first couple of weeks. And something you said, I think kind of like uh, reveals a little bit of your mindset is you have a target that you're always aiming for and you're okay if it's not perfect, but you seem to have like some minimum standards that you're meeting. And like, that's what's helping you be consistent. Like, it'd be great to get three accountability posts. Realistically, it's two, but at least I'm going to post once. And I know I'm putting some words into your mouth, but I think the concept is important for guys to get is that it's about progress, not perfection. And it's about consistency and having some kind of standard. Has that showed up for you in this, journey? You in this journey? Yes, it has. Uh, not only just for the accountability post, but also for the workouts. Um, and even sometimes the eating plan is like, you know, I wanted to work out six times a week with two small kids, busy work schedule. I might not get that. It's a great week if I can mm -hmm. get that. Uh, but, you know, I, sometimes I get three, sometimes I get five, um, you know, sometimes I get half of a workout in because, you know, I'm halfway through the assault and my daughter comes in and wants me to play with her. And I'm like, you know, yes, I have like another half an hour of workout to do, but she doesn't really understand that. And I'm going to stop and, you know, yeah. play with her. So it's, you know, again, it's like you said, we have our goal but we have what we absolutely need to do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, understanding that, you know, perfection isn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's life. It, nothing's perfect. We can only do what we can do. Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that we get something done. <laughs> yeah. Well said. I want to dive a little more into the exercise because that was like the challenging, which I think implies the growth and expanding phase of this for you. I mean, nutrition plans nice to dial in, but workout sounds like it's something that was new. You weren't doing a lot of. And this training was probably a different kind of training. So I want to ask a couple of questions and you can take them in any way. 
Like, how has your body changed through these workouts? How has your fitness improved through these workouts? And like, what's it like now doing the workouts you're doing, like the assault and thinking back to like your first apex, like take us through like a timeline, the progressions, all of it. So I was never really athletic. I was not a fitness guy before this. Uh, I did like, you know, there for a couple of years in my mid thirties, I ran a little bit, but nothing major. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was kind of brand new to me, this, you know, getting in, getting in there at least a couple times a week and doing like a solid workout. Yeah. Um, so I remember when I first started, I did not like the apex. I did not like doing it, but I was like, okay, I I'm committed to this program and I'm going to do it. And then I started doing it and grew to like it. Um, and then I moved on to like, uh, double trouble. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, Oh, do not like double trouble. I just, I just want to do apex tens. <laughs> and then I started like, but I'm like, okay, you know, the plan is like, you know, three double troubles and two apex tens mm-hmm. per week if I can. And then I started doing that. And then I was like, Oh, you know, I kind of really like double troubles now. So let's go on to the great destroyer. And I was like, Oh, first couple of those, I was like, Nope, I, I want to go back to double trouble. And so it's pretty much done that like every time it's like the first week of doing the workout. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I want to go back to my old ones. <laughs> um, and, you know, I still work it in. Like, you know, I do the assaults, but then, you know, I also do the Great Destroyer this morning. I was short on time and I was like, okay, let's do a Great Destroyer because I can do that in, you know, 45 minutes versus the assault, which is a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out that. Um, and it's, again, it's really changed my fitness level and my energy level. Um, I, like I said, I can, you know, carry my kids. One of my low points before I signed up for the program is, you know, carrying my son upstairs to bed. You know, if I did it too fast, I'd get winded. It's a grand total of 14 steps. (laughs) You know, it's not like a long major staircase mm-hmm. and you know i was getting winded and i was like oh this is not good now like i said i can put either kid on my shoulders and carry him for like half a mile and that's that's a huge distance between those two yeah. in a short period of time yeah um and i mean you know i look at some of the other brothers on the facebook group and they are you know, doing a lot more workouts, heavier weights than I am. Um, but, you know, even just what I do, I'm kind of shocked at how far it's come. Yeah, this is your unique hero's journey. And I love what you share because it's like every bit of this, every phase has its own like mental hurdles. And this seemed to be like a very repeating pattern. And I think it just kind of like reveals an aspect of our human psychology that at first we resist things because it's change and it's new and we like what's comfortable. And then we start to get a little competent and then a little confident. And then we see the gains and it fires us up. And then it's a time to change and grow once we get too comfortable. So it's like you've been going through this like very hyper sped up process of like working on your body, but also working on your mindset at the same time. Has have you have you noticed any changes to your mindset besides just feeling better and energy wise that is translated to other areas of your life? I'm definitely much more upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um very much more optimistic um 
happier. Um, again, and I think that's, you know, a lot of it is, you know, what I've done, see what I can do. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, you can actually make the change. It's not like you're locked in or anything. Yeah. And so that kind of makes it like, oh, well, you know, I'm optimistic about the next step or the next project at work or how we're going to progress as a family or try do trying new things with the kids. You know, it's like now I can see that I can do that stuff because I've done, I've made all these changes and that's kind of a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, it's like the positivity and possibilities, like some P words, but it like kind of colors our life when we feel that way. I, I want to ask you, because I know you are a fan of Superfuel and that's been a big part of your journey and your consistency. Can you tell us about that? Tell us about what shakes mean to you, what you've discovered about them, why they're important to you and Superfuel specifically. Um, I really like Superfuel. It's probably my favorite protein powder. <laughs> um, and I've always like, you know, again, I wasn't ever like a major fitness guy, but I'd occasionally do like a protein shake in the morning and I was using not the best protein powders in it. Um, and that's why I was doing the internet search for super fuel. And then I started using it and I was like, Oh, this stuff's really good. And actually it's gotten to the point that I actually look forward to my shake in the morning. Um, or sometimes when I'm fasting, it's like, you know, mid afternoon, but I'm still looking forward to that shake. And the fact that it's so customizable, it's like, you know, the recipe guide that you give out with it gives you like some great things, but you can also like kind of tweak it yeah. to what you like. I've started putting like baby kale in mine and, you know, I really like that boost of greens in the morning. Um, so, you know, you can kind of customize it. My wife actually started using my super fuel to the point that I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll buy you your own. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she's like, I'm just using a little bit. I'm like, yeah, but it's like, I want it for me. Uh, so I, Actually, she is now subscribed to the Fit Mother Super Fuel. Nice. Um, so we're a Super Fuel family now. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's really, again, we both look forward to it. Um, it's a great, quick, easy, nutritious breakfast that takes, you know, next to no time to prepare with two small ones yeah. in the house you know we don't we, we don't have time as you know to do an in-depth breakfast or anything like that so it's you know making the super fuel shake and grabbing it on to go to work is a huge time saver yeah i love that yeah <laughs> that's awesome i feel the same way about it you know it, it's like obviously you know i designed it so i'm a huge fan but like it's just it's nice to have that consistent anchor that doesn't take a lot of time i have young kids at home too so it's like you know, it's, you got to have something that you can get in early in the morning and it's, I love it. And it's, it's fun when you can start to experiment and make the shakes your own too. throw some different things, tweak them. Beautiful. Now, also, I think fasting is probably something new that this program exposed you to. I don't imagine you were doing that. Um, but I'd love, I'd love it for you to share about your experience with doing some intermittent fasting, the different types of fasting, what you've learned about your body and the benefits that you see from it. Yeah. Um, I had never fasted before. Um, I was always one of those guys like, oh, I need to have breakfast first thing in the morning. You know, when I wake up, that's the first thing I need to do. And quite often it was an unhealthy breakfast. Um, a lot of muffins, bagels, coffee cakes, things like that. Um, and then on the program, I started reading about intermittent fasting. I was like, hmm, 
let's try this out. Um, and so I did it. And like the first 24 hour fast was enlightening. I was like, wow, I can actually go this long without food. Um, as long as I'm staying well hydrated, that's, that is my key. Um, you know, if, if I can always tell when I haven't had enough water and I'm fasting, I'm like, Ooh, it's time to drink another 32 ounces. <laughs> um, so it definitely kind of changed that. And I'm like, well, you know, if I feel this good after like a 24 once a week, maybe I should, you know, look at the on the go eating plan and, you know, start, you know, doing that. And I'm now on a 16, eight cool. fasting plan, uh, pretty much daily. Nice. Um, so it's, so you, you, know, you make the shake in the morning, you pack it, take it to work and just shift it back now. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I take it to work. I make it first thing in the morning and then usually between, you know, 1130 noon, sometimes as late as one, depending on how I'm feeling that day, I'll have the shake. Cool. Um, and it's, it, again, it's really kind of changed how I feel about food at times. Yeah. I mean, I, I love food. I work in the specialty food store. So, <laughs> you know, food is a big part of my life, um, but it's also changed how I eat. Right. You know, it's, it used to be like, you know, early morning breakfast, constant grazing throughout the day. And all yeah. of a sudden, I've eaten way too much food in the 24-hour period, even to like, you know, late night snacks. Yeah. Now it's, you know, the intermittent fasting really helps because I'm like, okay, it's 11.30 to noon, time for my shake. 2, 2.30, it's time for my sandwich. 6.30 to 7, it's dinner. Nice. And I'm kind of done for the day, yeah. um, you know, because after that, I'm putting the kids to bed. And after that, it's like I have a cup of herbal tea and I'm not hungry and I don't need food. So that's a good I routine. The fast period. Yeah, I love that. What kind of sandwiches do you make? <laughs> what kind what do you do? You mix it up uh, or do you the same kind of stuff regularly? I kind of mix it up. Um, the turkey on Ezekiel bread Classic. with avocado is kind of my go to. I did start throwing in some like, you know, dill pickles, uh, nice. turkey bacon, making it kind of like a turkey club. Nice. Made Because that was, you know, after the first three weeks of just the turkey and avocado, I was like, I need a little something more. So I like, you know, tried to figure out what I could do and still kind of stay within the parameters. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, cut back on like half the turkey, add some, a little bit of turkey bacon, you know, pickles, add like a nice salty bite to it so yeah. we'll do that and you know i kind of alternate that a lot um because again quick easy i can grab it on the go and mm -hmm. be out the door early in the morning so nothing too complicated nice. <laughs> hey it's dr ray i want to quickly pause this episode to thank you for listening to this fit father podcast i am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become I had no idea when I started FFP around 10 years ago that it would grow into such an impactful mission. And I want to let you know that I am so grateful to be connected to you in this lifetime. And on behalf of me and my entire team, we are so grateful to be in your life, helping you get and stay healthier for your family. That's what I want to share. Just some gratitude from my heart to yours. Let's get back to today's episode. And it's something to say about like these little details that you pick up along the way. Like it's good in the early stages to be like, pretty much on the letter because you're getting structure and you're getting momentum. And then as you expand, you, again, you, these fine details make it your own. You know, whether it's the additions to the shake or the, the pickles and the turkey bacon or, 
you know, I don't know, chopping up a little celery and putting, you know, some salmon in and making something out of salmon or tuna kind of style thing on a sandwich, like options, right? And it's cool that you're figuring those out on your own. And so I guess it kind of begs the question, how has this been like a, I mean, obviously you physically transformed, but I know you've also like learned a lot too. You probably have like a new amount of literacy when it comes to nutrition, being able to eyeball things, obviously exercise. Can you speak into like the learning aspect of this? Because when you sign up for a health program, you think you're just going to like do some stuff. It's more about action, but you realize this is both about action and like learning and cognitive stuff. Yeah. Um, And that's actually part of what actually speaks to me about this is I love learning. I love figuring things out. Um, And so that aspect of the program of like, you know, hey, this is customizable. I can change this around. I can, you know, once I... Once I do it a couple of times or for a certain period of time, the way it's prescribed, I can figure it out. And they're like, oh, you know, if I do it this way, you know, I'm a little bit more interested or, yeah. you know, it, it engages me a little bit more if I do it, if I can make those changes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely changed the way I, you know, look at food, uh, reading in labels now. I mean, I always kind of glance at labels, but I never actually like, you know, read them because uh, most people don't yeah <laughs> i think i think we're all trained to like look at labels but we don't actually read them yeah. um so you know i'm now truly reading them and figuring it out um things like that um and you know the customizing of the recipes uh the, both the shakes and uh the meal plans you know figuring out like okay you know, my daughter doesn't like onions let's find some other veg to throw into like the beef and broccoli that yep. she will eat. <laughs> yep. um, although actually now that we've done it enough time, she's actually started to eat broccoli. So I consider that a win. Uh, <laughs> sure. That's definitely a win. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of that, that you can do. And I think that's the important aspect or one of the important aspects for me is the, you know, customizing learning things and making it your own because yes. you know if we're just doing exactly as it's prescribed all the time either it doesn't really have a lot of import to us yes. or we're going to get bored well said. um so you know if it's something that we can make our own or we become students of then we can continue it probably longer but if, if it's just like eat this at this time, eat this at that time, eat that at that time, and that's all you're doing, you know, we're probably going to get bored at some point. Just say, I don't want that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) 100% agree with you. I mean, it's like in that, that ownership of taking it over and putting your own creativity in it, making your own creation is exactly what makes you more solid. It's exactly what makes this sustainable for, for you long-term. So I love that you're doing that. It's clear because you have this desire to continue to learn that it was a natural thing for you to do. But I think this is a message that I love certain guys listening to this is it's good to be rigid in the beginning, but then start to introduce your flexibility and ownership coming from a place of curiosity and coming from a place of like preference. And when you do that now, it's like it's fit father, but it's like Steve's fit father plan. And like, that's what matters to me the most. All right, I want to ask you last couple of questions is like, when you look at the rest of this year moving forward, like, what do you see in your path? Like as it relates to Fit Father, maybe other other things you want to tackle with your life, but like rest of this year, fitness, health, family, like what what's on the what's on your radar? Uh, you know, just keep 
getting as fit as I can um, yeah. for my family. Uh, you know, just kind of making sure I'm here, present, be here, like being here now for my kids, um, which I feel this entire journey has allowed me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been toying with the idea of like joining an obstacle course race. Cool. At, in the fall, um, again, not a runner yet. Now that mm-hmm. it's you know springtime in Vermont and there's not four feet of mud outside, I might try r- running again. But yeah. uh, um, right now, it's just getting nice that enough to actually go outside to do things like that. Um, so I've again kind of toying with the idea of those things, um, but. It, I think it's again like you know the my mindset is now like oh I could do this yeah uh, you know the opt- optimism and potential and the possibility is there now versus before where it was like oh, I, I can't do that I'm not going to yeah. do that now it's like hmm, you know maybe I will <laughs> well said well said and and welcome to a new perspective of possibilities and energy last two questions I have for you is one. Um, can you share if it if it is on the top of your head some of the best advice you've been given or that you give regularly or that you give to your kids or just words that you feel like you like to live by? Um I mean the the mantra I usually live by is do the right thing and I'm trying to instill that in my kids. Um and you know it it seems really kind of simplistic to say like oh just do the right thing. But if you stop and think about that and like what is the right thing and it's not like you know the right thing for me it's you know the right thing for everybody and you know it kind of makes you a little less selfish yeah and more giving it's like Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna do the right thing like you know if i see somebody um stuck on the side of the road i'm gonna stop and help because i believe that's the right thing to do or you know you're walking across a parking lot and you see trash on the ground pick it up. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just doing every little thing you can to help, to be nice. Um, and that's really kind of like what I'm trying to teach my kids. Yeah. And it's how I try to live. Um, you know, I was going out of the way that, okay, you know, do I absolutely want to go help somebody all the time? Not all the time, but I believe it's the right thing to do. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's beautifully said, that, that, Steve. That. <laughs> you no, know, seriously. I mean, it's the simple things like that, that if we can all kind of like cultivate that and carry us with that and then teach our kids these kinds of things. And then you have millions, if not hundreds of millions, billions of people with, with the intention of doing the right thing. What does that look like? It's crazy, right? I mean, it, it's crazy the impact of that. So I appreciate you bringing that to our awareness. And I'm going to kind of issue a challenge. We're going to call it Steve's Do the Right Thing Challenge. If you've listened to this today, Go throughout the rest of your day and your week with the eyes and the heart of looking at some things and doing the right thing. And and it's probably a small thing, right? It's probably not like a massive thing. It's probably the small everyday things, you know, like maybe doing the dishes that your spouse was going to do or, you know, picking up that piece of trash or saying that extra kind word and not just like being robotic with the cashier, like just ideas. But yeah, Yeah. I I love this. Uh, It's it's actually something that we call at my work is going the extra mile. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, you don't have to go huge out of the way, but it's like, you know, holding the door for somebody, 
Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're leaving a building and you see somebody right behind you, hold that door open for them, you know, or even complimenting them on like their earrings or how they're looking that day or, you know, small little things can make a huge impact in the world. Um, and like, like you said, you know, if we had hundreds of thousands of people, you know, being nice and doing the right thing, what would that look like? Yeah. And that's a powerful question. Kind of how I, yeah. <laughs> and the last thing I'll say on this is it seems to me, it's like not only doing good for the other, it's like in the doing the good in that service oriented heart, like we're also warming our own selves. We're also elevating ourselves to this, like this path of like this higher path that we all kind of like, know we want to like attune more to. So it's, it's like winning all around. Like, where can you find win-wins like that? I mean, and oftentimes they're free and, and oftentimes they give you energy in terms of good feeling and, and satisfaction of, and gratitude. So wise words. I think it's like probably the perfect way to end this. I, I guess we'll turn it over to you one more time. If you have any shout outs to anyone on our team who has helped you or anyone in the brotherhood um, or just any but... things you like to say in closing about the program, I just want to thank you for being here. I'd love to turn it over to you one more time, Steve. Um... I am horrible at names, so I can't remember like anybody. <laughs> um, you have them in your honestly, heart, though. I think a lot yes, of us can relate to I, that. Yes. I, I mean, everybody who I've emailed uh, on the support team, uh, yeah. I know, I can remember Kat and Catherine, Craig, I Craig, Ken, yeah, Craig. probably these two okay. characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've all been like super helpful at like, at first I was a little confused as to like, where do I find my super fuel recipes or, I think I accidentally signed up twice. And so like, you know, I emailed them and it was like instantly they got back to me and were super helpful um, without making me feel completely like an idiot. Um, And uh, again, a lot of the brotherhood that's on Facebook and I, you know, I don't always like comment on their posts, but I'm reading them every day. Um, Shane Dixon is one that pops up frequently and I love reading his posts uh peter olson's another one mm-hmm. again i i don't comment on their posts because i don't spend a lot of time on facebook um but i like reading it and i like you know hearing their stories and where they're at um so again i think it's it's a lot about the sharing so it's a, the community and the accountability mm-hmm. is huge to me and I, I really appreciate anybody in the project in the brotherhood that is sharing um because i mean at first when i first started i was like i'm not sure if i want to you know post this in the on a facebook group and so i read through it a couple times i'm like you know let's do it i'm not usually a facebook poster um but the community there was such that i felt like yeah i can do this i can post this um and you know it makes a huge difference it does and Steve, I want to thank you in closing for playing full out on this thing, for taking multiple chances, for opening your heart, being willing to do this crazy stuff. And I just see your future, your present, your energy, your positivity, the wisdom you share on this podcast. And I'm just so grateful that you are a part of our brotherhood. And I know this is going to help a lot of guys. And I just wish you a beautiful, warm and happy spring up there in Vermont and um, good weather outside, healthy year for your kids and your wife. And thanks for coming on the podcast today. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. 
to watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.